coming to you from a cozy little condo high atop old Fort Ward, Atlanta. Welcome, Welcome to The Ron Show on America One Radio. Here's your host, Ron Roberts. Remember how yesterday I was telling you we have to be mindful now of the influence and power that Marjorie Taylor Greene likely has, at least for the next two years, in the House of Representatives. Yeah, dangerous, scary. Oh my gosh, she's got Donald Trump on the phone and handing her cell phone over to another congressman who's like, no, I really don't want to talk to him. But she wielded some influence and twisted some arms and likely helped and stuck with Kevin McCarthy the entire way and is in the good graces of Donald John Trump who is still the de facto leader of the GOP. So here we were thinking, this is a dangerous woman. And she is. Don't get me wrong. She's a dangerous woman. She's dangerous to society. She's toxic. She's an ill-fit representative for her own district, despite what the majority of those who show up to vote think. I mean, I've met these people. I've met a lot of these people. The Georgia 14th District, full of good, spiritual, moralistic, family-first, loving people. And they elected her. She doesn't represent that, right? But I think in some respects, a lot of folks like to have a bully, a thug, a gangster represent them in the halls of Congress because they think that's what they need. They need somebody who is going to have strength, conviction, if not those big forearms that she likes to show off outside of her dress. Remember when Michelle Obama used to catch hell for that? Marjorie doesn't wonder why. Anyway, Marjorie is, you know, dangerous, but she's also still, oh God, how dumb can some people be? Yeah, that's, that's what Marjorie is on, on some levels. Yesterday on her uh, official congressional Twitter account, she or her social media staff posted this produced video that featured music from Dr. Dre. Her slow walking the halls of Congress, looking like a badass, you know, just, oh, I'm a thug. I'm a gangster. I am going to be your worst nightmare. Okay. I probably would have cold sweats if I (laughs) dreamt about Marjorie Taylor Greene and would awaken to a panic. Anyway, the video featured music from Dr. Dre, and it didn't take very long for folks to go, uh copyright infringement i'm pretty sure dr dre didn't sign off on you using his music and so there were folks who were adding him hey dr dre did you sign off on this and we got the answer pretty swiftly and the answer was a pretty swift no Uh, dr dre's lawyers uh wrote uh dear miss taylor green we write you on behalf of our client andre young uh personally known as dr dre composer and performer of the hit song still dre You are wrongfully exploiting this work through the various social media outlets to promote your divisive and hateful political agenda. Andre Young is the owner of the copyright in Still Dre, with the exclusive right to exploit same. Mr. Young has not and will never grant you permission to broadcast or disseminate any of his music. The use of Still Dre without permission constitutes copyright infringement in violation of 17 U.S.C. 501. One might expect that, as a member of Congress, you would have a passing familiarity with the laws of our country. It's possible, though, that laws governing intellectual property are a little too arcane and insufficiently populist 
for you to really have spent much time on. We're writing because we think an actual lawmaker should be making laws, not breaking laws, especially those embodied in the Constitution by the Founding Fathers. Page two. Yeah, this is a long letter. The United States Copyright Act says a lot of things, but one of those things it says is that you can't use someone else's song for your political campaign promotions unless you get permission from the owner of the copyright in the song, a step you failed to take. Demand is hereby made that you cease and desist from any further unauthorized use of Andre Young's music. This letter shall constitute formal notice to you of the matters set forth herein. Accordingly, please provide me with written confirmation that you have complied with these demands before January 11th, 2023 by 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Nothing continued or nothing contained herein shall be deemed an admission of any fact or a waiver of any rights. Very truly yours, Howard E. King of King, Holmes, Paterno, and Soriano, LLP, and cc'd to Dr. Dre himself, Andre Young. Fast forward this morning, TMZ.com reports, MTG gets locked out of Twitter account. Mm. Yeah, so after Dr. Dre's legal team took action, <laughs> Twitter locked her out of her account. Oh, she just got it back. Oh. Uh, she, according to TMZ, also has some words of her own for Dr. Dre. In an exclusive statement to TMZ, she says, well, I appreciate the creative chord progression. Oh my God. Are you trying to talk like a musician lady? Well, I appreciate the creative chord progression. I would never play your words of violence against women and police officers and your glorification of the thug life and drugs. So now while the interest in her using Dr. Dre's music for the video got her Twitter account pulled and you don't see the video on any of her other social media anymore, It'll be interesting to see if this cease and desist letter actually has her quaking in those boots she was walking around in in that video. Because I got to say this, Donald Trump's been given cease and desist letters all the time from artists who don't appreciate him using their music. And he's ignored them. Go to his rallies. You do. And oftentimes you'll hear music from artists that he doesn't have their permission to use their music. And in fact, it's been told not to, and he just ignores it. But you know, that that is the, uh, the movement and, and the party that has respect for law and order, right? Okay. From there, let's go ahead and address uh, the big headline of the day politically. And it's that President Joe Biden's attorneys notified the Department of Justice that he had some... Classified documentation in a library and uh, at a think tank, actually. And they reported that to the DOJ. And so now, naturally, the right is like, well, 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 look who else had classified documents that wasn't allowed to have classified documents. And oh, the double standard, the partisan media, and witch hunt, yada, yada, yada. Okay, key difference. Let's point out the key difference. Joe Biden's attorneys self-reported that the former vice president had some classified documents from when he was vice president under Barack Obama and coughed up the documents. There was no, 
Yeah, I, I, I got a few of those things. And, and then a coughing up of a handful of documents instead of all of what was had. At Mar-a-Lago, for example, there's no FBI raid or any of that business. There's no surreptition. There was no hemming and hawing. There was no dripping of returns or arguing about what would be returned or what one was allowed to have and hang on to. None of that. So according to CBS News, the documents were discovered in November by Mr. Biden's personal lawyers as they packed files at the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement in Washington. White House officials notified the National Archives when the documents were found November 2nd. The National Archives took possession of the documents the following day, according to the statement. His attorneys described the papers as, quote, a small number of documents with classified markings and said that Mr. Biden's attorneys have cooperated with the archives and the Department of Justice in a process to ensure that any Obama-Biden administration records are appropriately in the possession of the archives. Merrick Garland has asked uh, John Lausch, the U.S. attorney for the Northern District of Illinois, to review the documents according to people familiar with the matter. Mr. Lausch was appointed to his post during the Trump administration and kept it when Mr. Biden took office with the support of Illinois Democratic Senators Richard Derman the Judiciary Chairman, and Tammy Duckworth. A spokesperson for the Department of Justice has declined to comment. This all according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Even the Wall Street Journal, a more conservative publication, points out the disparities here. Former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home was searched in August by Federal Bureau of Investigation agents who confiscated about 20 boxes of documents, some of them marked classified. The search came after an extended back and forth between federal officials seeking the papers and the former president's representatives, and has been part of a protracted legal battle. Trump has decried the search and said he used his authority to declassify the material before he left office. In some super secret magic wand ceremony, apparently. And so Trump, on his social media platform, says, when's the FBI going to raid the many homes of Joe Biden, perhaps even the White House? Personally, I see this a much ado about nothing sort of story, but we'll keep an eye on it and continue to note the disparities in how one former president handled classified documents versus how a former vice president and current president handled a handful of pages that were found by his attorneys at his think tank uh, office. All right, next segment. Guess who says they're going to run again already? And... Gas is going to start costing you a little bit more, Georgians, and it's not Biden's fault this time, we promise. Later in the show, Board President Darren Givens from Thread ATL joins us to talk new urbanism and planning in the city of Atlanta. On The Ron Show, stand by. More Ron Show on America One Radio next. Oh, hey, you're still here. Hey, that's cool. Thanks for sticking around. Not only am I host of The Ron Show, I'm also Ron Roberts, real estate agent slash realtor with EXP Realty. That's right. I help folks buy and sell residential real estate in and around Metro Atlanta. And we've been through a crazy couple of years, have we not? Between COVID, the post-COVID market, the craziness. You could throw an open house on a souped-up tool shed and you would have cars lined around the block to come in and see it and throw an offer well over asking price. Well, those days are no longer a part of us and interest rates are a little higher than they were before. But I must say, it's still a great time to either buy or sell or both real estate, residential real estate in Metro Atlanta. Why buy? I tell tenuous buyers all the time, if you are renting right now, 
You are paying someone else's retirement accounts your money, and it might as well go to you. The cost of housing in Atlanta is not going to get cheaper. The population is going to continue to grow well into the 2040s, with nearly a million and a half new residents expected to come here. So you better get a house sooner rather than later. And if you can afford to buy an investment property, now if you already own your home, why not buy one nearby you as well and create some additional income that could be your retirement savings and you get to choose one of your new neighbors. Now, if you're thinking about selling, but you're thinking, oh man, I really missed out on that huge market in the past summer or two. Okay, yeah, sure. But the values aren't dropping. So you still got plenty you've earned just by owning what you're in and need to sell soon. Got questions? Feel free to hit me up. 843-283-0078 or email me ron at rononthereal.com. Georgia MLS 396-720. Website rononthereal.com. That's me, Ron Roberts with eXp Realty.